This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. Hi, welcome to the Unicorns Are Real Podcast. I'm Erin. And I'm Miss Dobbins. And today we have a special unicorn in the building. Please introduce yourself. Uh, my unicorn name is Tony Hooligan. What up, though? <laughs> okay. Um, Tony, how was your week? Uh, my week was green and vibrant. Okay. Uh, do I put this on? I mean, yeah, yeah, you can. So I feel like my my week was like reminiscent of like this four two Doug song that I've been listening to all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Yo Gotti. Uh, you want one? Which one? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Is there is there a reason why? Uh A is Detroit and Memphis come together on the song. Mm-hmm. So I, I always appreciate it when other people collaborate with Detroit. Um it's also a good sign because Doug got signed to Gotti. And then um it's also reminiscent of like it's the confidence I've been feeling all week as far as just like getting shit done and then like Finding like a, a safe space in my head to like chill mentally a little bit, but still get shit done. Okay, awesome, awesome. So I see Erin looking at me, so I'm guessing she want me to go. Yeah, so that would be nice. I'm gonna go. Um, you know, first off, when I this the beginning of this week, Erin had asked me it was a good motivational song, and I, I had picked um, "Unbreakable" by Alicia Keys. Okay, but. <laughs> As the week went on, and I went to work with those kids at my job, they really were testing my buttons, and I just really just I got home. I was riding home, and um, Ludacris uh, had passed through my my ears of uh, "Get Back," <laughs> and I just like, you don't know me like yeah, go ahead. We love singing on the on the on the podcast. Music get back, is a get back. You don't know me like that. <laughs> <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> I'm playing Ain't around. around. I'll touch you down. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like um, those kids, they just pushed me to another limit that I just thought that you know I might have to just quit right now because they just <laughs> I don't know with the kids that you're working with, it might be a little different, a little but. Different. But the kids that I work with faithfully every day, they are rude. And I don't get them like, um, I don't get them for hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, mean? I, I get them for like a little, you know, little, little splotches here and there. And yeah. And then they get excited when yeah, they that see, too. like, yeah. I'm there, you know, I'm one of the disciplinarians there. Other teachers, they call me to discipline their kids because they don't have control. <laughs> I've been asked to leave my classroom to go to other people's classrooms to go help out They'd with like, some other kids. Miss Dobbins gonna come in. How old is your kid? In the fourth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the becoming of like, oh, I'm almost out of here. I'm about to be middle school. I'm about to be grown. What? They think it middle school grown? They, they think it. They think they're grown. That's right. <laughs> they think they're grown. Like they are bad. B A D. What school? I'm in Ann Arbor. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. They like probably never been disciplined in their life. 
Yeah, yeah they they raising themselves right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna. Uh, oh yeah, Aaron. Oh, I was like, I'm, I see you was about to. Move yeah, on. I, I was gonna move on, I, but I forgot. I understand that we have this thing where you just be like, skip you, Aaron. She like my day was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go with well this week. I'm gonna go with like a mint green. So let's go for that. Because I was like, this week was pretty chill. And I think that I take that as like a mellow color, kind of relaxing. Um, at the beginning of the week, I would have went with Raphael Sadiq because he makes me Ooh. happy. Anytime I hear his voice, period. Happiness, instant mood. And I was going to go with Steel Ray. But today, since Steel Erica... Hmm? Who's Steel Ray? Steel Ray is like the, one of his songs. songs off of, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she was like yeah. going for Raphael I'm like, Sadiq. Damn, I know Raphael Sadiq. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Erica Badu, Green Eyes, because it's stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely just stuck. And I, I was going to sing it, but then I was like, I'm not in the best spot to sing. No, I don't <laughs> feel like we got to hear it. I don't feel like. And it's not gonna sound good because I don't. I mean, I don't. Would it sound good? At this but point? we sing yeah. all the time on the on the on the podcast. Aaron, don't 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 trip. Um, I'm trying to think uh, <laughs> without like messing it up and having it crack. My eyes are green. Do I know that song? Cause I eat a lot of vegetables. It don't have nothing to do I with your new friend. <laughs> Y'all gonna laugh at that because that was so terrible. Because I was like, I'm gonna sing through my teeth and it's gonna sound so bad. Because like she doesn't sing in the tone that I sing in. But I what about in. my snapping in the background? Of hey. the <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That was yeah. nice. <laughs> do this say 13? Huh? Did I say 13? That says 13. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, well, we, we I mean, yeah, we're yeah, we, move on to the unicorns are real. Yeah. The, se- the self-titled segment, the self-titled qu- segment. Okay, during this segment, we also we like to for people to describe how they would visually see their unicorn. So, how would you visually see your unicorn? Okay, you, like if it was standing right in front of you. So I actually, like? which is hilarious, I played this um, unicorn game. That it was like an app. On my phone, but it was a adult swim game. Long story short, but it was a unicorn game, and you just had to jump on stuff and kill stuff. Okay. So my unicorn obviously would have fire as his main entail. He'd probably be black with white spot. No, 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 white feet. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's White it? hooves, I like that. Steel hooves. Okay. Steel black hooves. You and Tate are in sync. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, and then he probably gonna definitely have some armor on. He's gonna definitely have some armor on. Okay. Tate had a uh, missiles with a with a diamond unicorn. Oh, corn. nice. With a diamond. Diamond horn. Diamonds right. are forever. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, Maybe molten lava feet. My bad, y'all. Okay, okay, <laughs> molten lava feet. Dang. Well, how is it flying or is it just like it's just hovering? No, yeah, yeah. It okay, okay. And it's stepping the flames. Oh. Okay, that's that's what I was. That's the what I was getting at. Get going like okay. Oh, can you imagine seeing that? Like, I'm, like running. I'm that's that's an amazing thing to see. 
Like I'm just fire, 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 fire. I was also seeing like his like when you said fire, I was thinking like his mane mm-hmm. was in flames. Fire and, and cool. desire. It's gonna be like a unicorn Pokemon on fire. <laughs> you said Pokemon. Yeah, Okay, since you talked about 13, what is the significance of the number 13 for you? Peace and prosperity. But really, 13 is just my birthday. I was born September 13th. But not only that, I was born Friday the 13th in 1991. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, the significance is born... Solely based around me being born on Friday the 13th. And then not only that, consecutively since, you know, I just started being aware of signs in my um, awakening. Okay. Um, I just started seeing like, you know, 13 pop up as a good sign for things. So like I'd be headed to a meeting, stressed out like, oh damn, like I'm running late or some shit. And I see a 13, I'm like, oh, we're going to be good. So you, uh... Can you say like thirteen is uh is like a continual rebirth or like a continual sign of your life when um, you see it? It's like because not when that's what I was thinking of when you were explaining it because I see you post that on like your rebirth, on your man. other deep. page. I can fuck with the rebirth, the rebirth of like moments for sure. Because you know you gotta live in every moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. So on the page is literally like people sending me thirteens mm-hmm. that they see, and then and you just posting it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the ones that I see. So like, I'm gonna post that thirteen I just saw on that page. Okay. Like, yeah, I was at this podcast, <laughs> but it's also kind of like my intimate like Twitter page because I don't got a Twitter. Well, I got a Twitter, but it's it's like in limbo right now because I don't like to tweet. I don't really have anything to say, I feel like, mm-hmm. on Twitter. It sounds like the unicorn page. Oh, yeah. We we <laughs> made it just to say we have a presence on there. Y'all need to send our little links on it or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I do that with my personal one. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, I'm pinning the episode we just released <laughs> to my personal. But I was like, damn, why ain't just open the Twitter? Because it's it's a lot to log out of your personal and then log into the unicorn's one. Well, you I, can't do the double login? No, nah, not on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram. Instagram, I post every day. On I, <laughs> I should do it then because I don't even have a Twitter. I don't know how to work it. I don't know Girl, anything about that. more than me. So, I mean, well, it's just like, just transfer. Drop the link. Yeah. And then Share. it's just <laughs> be like, fuck them kids. That's how I would be. I'd be work. like, all right, Asia, we got to change. I'm changing the password. No, you fool me. No dialogue <laughs> on the Twitter. You're just sending out links. <laughs> okay. So, what would you say is your biggest achievement as an artist? Mm, biggest achievement. I guess that probably had to be something recent. Um, me and my team, team, the Hooligans, won a fifty thousand dollar grant for developing a youth program uh, built around the idea of sustainability of create well sustainability within creative entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, in Detroit, and basically just bridging the youth with our mentors and our peers to essentially help guide them and create a better um, Detroit overall. Oh, congrats to you guys Thank again. You. Yeah. Because, like, we made sure that we was like, send out the congrats. Yeah, I was making sure congrats. I fucking remember that shit. It'd be so much shit going on. Yeah. Just be like, 
all right, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And then, you know, you just take little goals and they become big goals. But then, you know, it's just the tip of the iceberg. So speaking of mentors, do you have any, like, mentors that you want to share? Like, who are your mentors? Um, I, I don't think I've ever had, like, a specific go-to mentor. Okay. But I've always had people willing and open to help and teach me things. And I've also been willing and open to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been a watcher. Um, I'm a Virgo. Uh, so I'm very watchative and people watchative. So even when I'm like working in a certain job or in the office, mm-hmm. I make myself aware of like the things and the aesthetics that go around, go along. I mean, go, go on around me. So I just can pick up those habits myself because I mean, obviously, you know, you got to be doing something right to have what it is that we working in such as an office like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Can you explain the beginning of the hooligans forming? Yes. So, 2009, um, me and my friends kind of got together and was like, hey, you know, we want to start a clothing line. But we were in college, well, our first semester of college, which we, we thought would be forever at that time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we was just broke college students trying to start a clothing line and the shit didn't work out. So, um, some continue with the dream, some uh, didn't. But, like, as time went on, we all grew and maintained the idea of, like, kinship and teamwork and sharing of networks and resources and, like, peer-to-peer mentorship. So, like, when I say I didn't have a mentor, like, my friends have kind of been, like, my mentors. So, yeah. Like, I learned something, and then we bounce it off of each other. And they learn something, and they bounce it off of each other. So it's kind of like a learning process every day. But um, over the course of the years, it kind of just stayed within us. And, of course, I moved to New York, and we kind of just had, like, a disconnect in our network as far as just, like, being able to formulate things as a team as we've been able to do, like, the past year from moving back. So, um we just worked on just, you know, if they come out to New York, I put them on. Mm-hmm. I come back to Detroit, we do things and just remain to continue uh, that network. Ten years later, we have decided that we essentially work as a think tank mm-hmm. to strengthen the cultural resources of the creative arts in Detroit. Well, awesome. for the creative arts in Detroit. Okay, so you brought up New York, so explain your time of living in New York, and um, what were the impactful moments of your art, on your art? Mm, So, New York got so many stories, so I lived there for seven years, so, well, no, five years, yeah, I lived in New York for five years, so it's it's a lot that has went on, but each year, of course, I've, I've always failed at something, but then that failure led me to success in another thing. Um, and through those trials and tribulations, I just learned something new. Um, I give you like one story, okay. which okay. is kind of like cool and fun and shit. So I lost my job when I first moved there. I got hired at uh, Echo, Echo Unlimited, and uh, well, Mark Echoes Echo Unlimited, and mm-hmm. I lost my job after the first year. Company started splitting up and going their different ways or whatever. So. I was still in New York, and I was I wanted to stay in New York. I didn't want to come back. So 
my friend Johnny was like, yo, you know, I got a house in the Hamptons. You know, you can stay out there for the summer and, you know, just hold it down while, you know, you you get it together and shit. You know, I send you work. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, oh, I ain't never been to the Hamptons before and shit. Like, I ain't really know what it was or, you know, like, mm-hmm. where the fuck it was at or anything. But we for sure went out there and the craziest fucking shit started happening because... After losing the job, we also got kicked out of our apartment because one of the roommates wasn't paying rent. So that was also another reason why I needed to find somewhere to live. But while I was out there, well, before I got out there, I ended up losing a U-Haul. Ended up going fucking cabin fever crazy, smoking like a pound of weed, doing like so many damn projects. Mm -hmm. And just being in the middle of nowhere one I think was the scariest thing for me because it was like a pool in the backyard but I wouldn't go into the pool uh, in fear that like a deer or a bear or some shit like I would walk up onto the deck and maul me to death because I was out there alone I would be afraid of an actual human being like when you said a that pool too, that I, too I just think of white folks when you say yeah. Hamptons I'm so, thinking of crazy white folks my friends was white they, well, they was Jewish and white so they would like leave doors and windows open, open and shit yeah. like yeah like they live different out there and shit sound like Sister Patterson air yeah you know <laughs> Hamptons is a different place for all around in general but I think just just being in the middle of somewhere where I had never been before mm-hmm. from coming from like a city like Detroit and shit, it was just like it it scared me and shit because it when it got dark, it got fucking dark. Dark, dark. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I see stars and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like right before I go to sleep, I'd walk around the house and lock all the fucking doors and shit. Cause of course I didn't yeah. want no fucking white person coming in there fucking killing me because <laughs> I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere and shit. <laughs> but I ended up losing this fucking U-Haul that I had rented to move all of my shit out there um, somewhere in New York. Uh, for How like, did it get lost? It was lost for like seven days. What, shit like, was deep. When you say, what kind of <laughs> U-Haul truck are you talking about that got, how does a truck get lost? Ten footer. I don't know. So... So wait, 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 wait. When you say U-Haul truck, you're not talking about, you know, like the trailer, right? That you that you haul behind a truck. You're no, talking no, about I'm talking the, about the, the whole truck. The whole bitch. The truck. How did the whole somebody stole it? I so it's it's some <laughs> shit. So of course I just lost my job. Okay. Now I'm on unemployment. Now okay. I really gotta live off what I got. Yes. Or I what I just saved up. I probably just saved up like maybe like a thousand dollars. You know, black folks there. can make that stretch though. You know, <laughs> nah, we look, real resourceful. We this, ain't really we ain't really hit hard with the reception because white folks they ain't know what to do. Black yeah, folks, we you know we was because good. we got two different brokes. And mm-hmm. shit. It's like when they broke, they well our broke is like I ain't got shit. You feel me? MC I can't Hammer broke. ask nobody. I can't go in my pockets. I can't yeah. open another bank account. Mm-hmm. Get the shit is broke. Mm-hmm. You feel me? White people broke be like, I ain't got it in my pocket at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but next but week. I got the means to get it somewhere else at the moment, but I'm not going to do that right mm-hmm. now. I'm just going to be broke. Yeah. But it be cool and shit because, you know, we just got to realize, you know, we cut from different cloths and shit. But the. Um, the U-Haul. That's what, I'm, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking of. So I move all of my shit into a U-Haul and I drive the U-Haul. Up to fucking, um, up to the Hamptons with all of my shit in there. 
Um, and I have only my savings of like a thousand dollars. Now, this is where my life always take a turn because whenever anything is going semi good or straight, mm-hmm. I get hit with like a monetary slap in the face. Yeah. They just be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're humble. You, feel me? you ain't got the, you ain't got shit. <laughs> shut, the fuck, shut your broke ass up. <laughs> so, <laughs> seven days. So I move all of my shit up. It's like Memorial Weekend or something. And then my friend is, well, like my friends are out there. They're like, oh, if you take it back to the city, we can just have so-and-so drop it off. So that way you can make it back up here for this video shoot that they was doing at the house. So I'm like, all right, well, are you sure you can get it done? Like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So I parked the fucking U-Haul truck on like Montrose and fucking something. I can't mm-hmm. even fucking remember. Mesero, that's what it was. Okay. I park it on Mesero Street, right? So I hop on the fucking train, go back out to the Hamptons, and enjoy the fucking time and shit. They go by. They like, yo, yeah, you know, we looking for the van. You said you parked it where and shit? I'm like, you know, I parked it on Mesero Street and da-da-da. You feel me? Like, bro, I'm on Mesero. I don't see it. I was like... What the fuck you mean? You don't see the truck. Like, that's the address. Like, it, it should be there. Um, So, now I'm in the fucking Hamptons. That shit, like, two fucking hours away, two, three hours out the city and shit. And, I, and it costs money to go back. And I'm trying to save and shit. Yeah. I'm like, I can't fucking keep going back and forth. So, like, two, three days pass by. And then fucking I get the money to go back down there and shit. I'm, like, looking for the truck Oh no no no! It was it was anxiety all up until then because at that point I, I thought bet. somebody stole the truck. Mm-hmm. I started calling. Oh yeah, it was like Memorial Day weekend, so shit was closed. I started calling tow truck people. I tried seeing if the police took it. Somebody stole it. I, nothing popped up. Um, so I fucking hop on the train. Anxiety fueled. Fucking boiling. I don't know what the fuck going on. I start walking to the destination. It's like seven, ten blocks away from the damn train stop, of course. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of blocks in New York. <sighs> yeah. I became a walker walker. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, after that, they <laughs> I fucking hit the, the the street that I knew I parked it on and shit. And I start walking up to the corner and my stomach is turning because I'm like, somebody just stole this fucking truck. I don't know. They, they about to hit me for $10 million. I don't know how much this fucking <laughs> truck costs. Like, and then, of course, I didn't have it. So now the building went up to like seven, dollars $800 and shit. Damn. So <laughs> I turn the corner and the fucking truck is sitting right there. <laughs> oh, they ain't shit because they ain't look. So that, so that, that wasn't even it. So in Brooklyn, uh-huh. Mesero Street has a Mesero Ave just oh. as well, and they both cross the same Main Street. Oh, that's, so when I gave him Mesero, I mean, and they still could have like was like, all right, if he's if it's not on Ave, then it's on Street. But I, so, were, they, I were they were they were they from New York? Oh yeah, they was from Harlem. Oh. But see, being I mean, from New York different though, because yeah. you could be from Brooklyn and be from Harlem. Yeah, and there's so many different districts. True. Yeah, and yeah. Harlem is like on like Brooklyn is yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Harlem Two different is things. like and all the way. I parked closer. this shit in Manhattan. Yeah, you, know I mean? Wait, that's, that's, you parked it in Manhattan. Yeah, that's in Manhattan. a fat. Did you have tickets too? No, no, I just parked it somewhere. We ain't have to worry about this shit. You <laughs> 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 all right, we gonna pretend. <laughs> 
amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, <laughs> but, um, so at he, so when I called him, I was like, "Yo, so this shit still here?" Like, what the fuck? He was like, "Oh, like I went to Mesro Ave and so and so." I'm like, "Nigga, like <laughs> That's now I didn't save a thousand dollars." Now I gotta pay eight nine hundred for the fucking U-Haul that's been sitting in the same spot it's been in the fucking for seven days, mm-hmm. and then fucking uh, not only got like two hundred dollars for like the whole summer and shit, but then even after that I survived the whole summer yeah. and yeah. shit. It's yeah. fun and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I still get scared, and then at the end, almost fucking get arrested because I got a weed plant in the fucking U-Haul again. Uh-huh. I'm bad with U-Hauls. <laughs> uh, we was growing. A plant out there, and whoever was helping me pack the truck, because I had a couple of homies, puts the fucking plant right in the window. Oh, so, come on, man. When I'm driving back to the city and I got to go through the tunnel or the toll and shit, yeah. they doing fucking random checks. Oh. I'm coming up on this motherfucker. I'm like, I look in the back. I'm like, oh, shit. That fucking plant is in the window. These niggas signal me to pull over to the side. I'm like, no, get the fuck out. Now I'm about to go to life for jail because weed ain't even legal in New York. Like, how the fuck did we get here? Like, how am I going to get out of this one, my Antonio? Like, what the fuck? So they pulled me over to the side. They got the fucking dogs. And you would have thought somebody alerted them that I was bringing pounds of cocaine in this bitch or something. (laughs) Like, the dogs start sniffing around the fucking truck and shit. They're like, hey, can you hop out? I'm like, yeah. They're like, open the back. I'm like, like fuck is this shit ain't even that damn serious. So all my shit back there, and I got a lot of shoes. I open the back, all my shoes fall out. They like, oh yeah, you can wrap all this shit up. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Put the shoes back in there. Go, 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 go. And then I fucking leave. Okay. Ain't that a blessing? blessing. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of shit happened in the Hamptons, but I got to see the ocean for the first time. That's what's up. That's kind of nice. Cool. That's, nice. That's my little story. Nice. That was a nice story. That's you know? a nice story. Be a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> it was... took us on a little journey. Yeah. U Haul truck was actually in the same spot. Man, I'm so overfucking U <laughs> <laughs> They so, should make an app like with a GPS in it, and then you can download the app, and they'll have like the number associated with the GPS I mean, in that truck. By now. We should make the app and yeah. sell it to them. True. Cut this part off. <laughs> You hear that, Jaira? Yeah. <laughs> he ain't even listen. Damn. Niggas. We, we, I can't even sign him to the business now. No. <laughs> You're not getting a cut, fam. <clears throat> Sorry. We love you, though. So I was, I was, <laughs> as I was digging and doing my research, um, we had come across that, you know, you was, at one point in your career, you were focusing more on your painting. And your paintings have a specific... Um, color palette like it seems like all of your paintings like if you had them all in the same space they could all be they're in the same family yeah they're in the same family so <laughs> so explain explain your color palette because i feel like it's very intriguing so my color palette. so before i even got into fucking painting with colors use the digital stuff i mean i've always been a visual painter painter and artist yeah but the design and visual shit came in like intermediate of like high school and college so like yeah when you need money i don't want to sound like a creep 
I was reading some <laughs> I was I was reading some interviews and it said you your you had a teacher that dropped off a bunch of y'all visual artists into a into yeah, a yeah. digital class and you start That's honing exactly on you yeah. start honing on that and then you like kept going with that stuff, you know. Yeah. You started with the the clothing line. Yeah. And then you were as in high school you were designing the the um the the uh, tapes Yep. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's funny as it is, Crispy. Yeah, because I mean, like, we we like that's to get it. like some some yeah, some background yeah, yeah. stuff. <laughs> now I be seeing Wait. why niggas be like, oh, I don't want to do no interview because niggas be asking the same questions and shit. But I don't feel like y'all ask me the same questions because I ain't never told nobody that story. I think on radio and shit. Yeah, like okay, so, like cool. there had I'm to be. <laughs> yeah, like, let me tell you. <laughs> like. We like to dig, and then because we don't want to just keep having you say the same stuff over and over again. Like it has a format. Yeah, but we are pretty intrigued with the color palette and like why you why you pick those colors. Okay, so one more. Yes, pump you up, Scotty. <laughs> you too, Asia. Yes. Thank you. So, um, wine break. Yeah. Wine break. This shit's sweet. What's this, Moscato? Yeah, yeah, it's a pink Moscato. Oh, it is Moscato. Damn, I was just, See. I was just guessing. You know, I went to this this liquor store that was by my house. Five, you can get three of them for 15 Damn. Th- $3 for 15 That's cheap, right? That's affordable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hopefully, we get a sponsorship by my family and them. Oh yeah, for that house of pure van. Yeah, they 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 have um, her family owns a uh, a wine wine place right on Woodward. What's yeah. it called? House of Pure Van. Then. Then. Woodward and what? Woodward. Oh dang! What's the cross street? That's a good Is question. It downtown. Yeah, it's yeah. downtown. I think it's I know like, where it's at. It's like right next to like Black owned G Star or some shit. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Just fucking fine. I mean, it's not. Hey, that money ain't going to me. <laughs> I mean, but it's, but it's still black owned. Family business, black owned. Detroit. Yep. You know, we got yep. something. Down black time. women. Black you know? women. Nice. More fire. That's yes. like the third business down there that I know of personally now that a black woman owns. Mm-hmm. I don't know no guys downtown anymore. Mm-hmm. They got a building, I think. So about that um, color the, palette. The color yes. palette. <laughs> so the color palette is very intuitive. So it starts off from me even not even thinking I know color theory because I, I don't like I'm I'm actually I don't want to say I'm bad with mixing colors <laughs> and picking colors from scratch and shit but the shit is strenuous like I don't think I'm the best at it so intuitively I just pick colors that I feel look good together okay I'm looking at a palette so like I'm I'm good at finding the balance in things, and I'm good at realizing when I got well. I, well, one of my mentors mm-hmm. uh, always told me that you know it's good to learn how to edit yourself. Mm-hmm. So I've learned how to find like a balance, not do too much of like a red, or not give it too much yellow. Or if I'm about to do a lot of yellow, maybe add a little bit of blue and a, a little a bit cool of like, color. Yeah, I'm making this shit up in my head as I go right now, but. Um, I kind of just put things that look good together, and then I kind of keep usually in a six-color palette. Mm-hmm. So six, seven colors, or 
If not that, then it's black and white or black and white with an accent color. Okay. But yeah. I'm kind of learning colors, but I also love flat and desaturated colors. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mm-hmm. I'm not a bright person. Yeah. Well, I'm bright, but yeah, with I'm the exception a of a, yeah, the, not, the orange. You even got that orange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those shirts that you that you that y'all make are. Amazing. Thank I you, like the Tony Brain. Mm-hmm. The Tony Brain is dope. I so, like that a lot. The, the the font, that's 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 my favorite part was the font. Font is a funny story. And then <laughs> does the font from the Tony Brand kind of carry because I was looking into some at some of your album covers. Some of the album one of the album covers had a font. I don't remember which one it was, but it wrapped around like in a half oval shape. I but it re- it reminded me of the Tony font. So the Tony font actually came from nobody noticed either. I don't, I don't know, but so the Tony font actually came from these rugby Ralph Lauren patches that I got. Okay. okay. Um, it's actually I put the patches on this back of uh, back of this jacket that I got. But um, so I got these patches when rugby was closing when I was in New York. The, mm-hmm. the old rugby store, the brand that was canceling it and shit. And I had a homie that worked there, and he was like, "Yeah, you know." We liquidating this bitch. Get what you want. Uh, shout out to Drew. Uh, and he uh, basically was was like letting us grab shit for the low. So I grabbed a bunch of patches and I grabbed T-O-N-Y. Okay. And then I had T-O-N-Y for the longest. And when I was working at Echo, my other homie just was like, oh, I seen you got some patches and shit. Here go E. E for Echo. Mm-hmm. So he gave me the E. And I, I was like, Oh damn! I love all of these patches. What am I gonna do? Like, I was like, "Well, Tony with an E is still Tony. Maybe I'll just put it all together." And then I scanned all the patches in, and then put it into like a little font. But they came from patches. Nice. Okay, that is nice. I don't know if it's a font out there that's like that, but it might be. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? But those are patches. It's a crap ton of tight faces. You have this travel <laughs> yeah. Through. Is it? I'll probably search it or some shit. Man. <laughs> Speaking of album covers, what was your favorite album to create mm. thus far? Favorite thus far. So I've only done three. Two for Joey, one for Crit. Okay. Um, I think my favorite would have to be, I'm going to say Before the Money, because it was the okay. first one. And... I feel like I had I, I was in I was in a time in my life where I had an opportunity just to try a lot of new things just to see what worked for an industry style album. Okay. And it mm-hmm. really opened my eyes to what quality was as mm-hmm. far as like putting things out for distribution. Um I had to do like a lot of research and studying as far as like what the what the fonts were like for albums, how albums were typed out as far as like the lyrics and everything. So we was putting lyrics and shit like the lyrics. Oh, so you did the whole yeah. so you did I the did whole the thing. The whole, whole bitch. Whole bitch. Nice. Whole bitch. A lot of people don't be I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but I package a lot of the music as well. Well, I package the music I do as well. Okay. Um, okay. Both Joey albums and Cray albums. Um but yeah, everything from the lyrics to writing who the fuck is on the album mm-hmm. to writing the credits and everything. Like, Damn. even if the homie around me and he don't get added in the credit, I'd be like, "You was there, bro." 
Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we see if it get approved and shit. If not, then we just take it out. But I'll be trying to be the realest I can. Yeah. How did you um, link with Big Crit and Joey Badass? Um, via Echo. Okay. Via Echo and via my homie Johnny Shipes. So Johnny Shipes is essentially the one that I met in Detroit before moving to New York. Is that um, the one that you live with? In Hampton? So it was that a different Johnny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Johnny. Oh, okay. that was, well, that was his crib. Yeah. And then he just would go out there for the weekends and shit. But he was barely there. Because well, he was he fucking always working. He must have had the money. I mean, my he's friends. a my white Jewish man. Yeah. The, I'm not going to yeah. say that's that's like the the pillar <laughs> of like yeah. having money. But typically, size. you know, you saying? white and you Jewish, you got the money. Okay. My friends be having money. <laughs> That, that's the good ones to have. Or at least we know how to get it. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be around no bums. That's that's nah. the thing. You don't want to be around no bums because bums stick with bums. Well, I well I learned this one thing. It's like the 33%. Um, you got to live your life with 30, 33% of people who are on the same plane as you, such as your peers. Mm-hmm. People who don't know too much as you. It's probably like okay. the bums. And then 33% of, like, people who know more than you. So, like, the mentors and people who can teach you something. And through all of that, you got to become, like, a roundabout human being and shit. As far as, like, learning from different perspectives Mm -hmm. and sides. But, um, back to fucking Johnny. Okay. And meeting Joey and Crit. Uh... Meeting Johnny and Johnny asked me to come out to New York. It was kind of like, um... It well, I it kind of like shit. I had never been to New York a day in my life. Um, it was my first time going, and I just took a chance. Really, I, I asked my mama. I was twenty years old. I was like, "Yo, somebody asked me to be at this job and shit." She, she was like, "Can I move to New York?" She was like, "You twenty, like you can make your own decision and shit." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, bet." <laughs> like, I'm out. I ain't say I was on my out. I was out, but my homie Rye, who was my brother Rye, who was supposed to be here today, but. They had car trouble. He literally just flew in off a plane and okay. shit. Uh, shout out to Ryan Streety. I hope they doing good and shit. I ain't getting no text message yet. But um, Rod ended up coming all the way from Philly driving uh, to Detroit, scooping me, and then we drove to New York 10 hours. Shit mm-hmm. with me. Wow. <clears throat> but while I was at Echo, a lot of people don't realize, but in the industry, it's a lot of behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. Echo was a lot of behind the scenes for a lot of artists and a lot of music artists in the industry that's popping today. Um, Sean had his brand there. Uh, Meek Mill had his brand there. Joey had his brand there. 40 Ounce Van. Um, and it wasn't essentially like it was being produced with the Echo brand. Um, but I learned how bigger companies will take on like the distribution of a product so mm-hmm. littler companies don't have to worry about it especially if they can uh reap the returns and shit so learning that um i, I made a lot of relationships and grew my network but mm-hmm. um i met joey and the pros at the echo office i met credit at the echo office and it was all kind of just like a first person relationship where you know we like oh yeah can you do this can you do that like yeah yeah i try but, like, over the years, we just kind of just clicked. So, like, they come to me when they need shit, you feel me? Yeah. Because um, they know, you know we, can get to, we can get to done. Nice. So, what? <coughs> no, nothing. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you looked at me, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm always looking at both of you guys. Oh, thank you. 
I know it's because I'm pretty. Yeah, you're beautiful. Thank you. Though. I get told I'm pretty sometimes. You are beautiful. Cute, yeah. gorgeous. Thank you. You ladies yeah. are beautiful too. Thank you. Eyes yeah. are pretty and all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I got from my mama. So, um, what narrative are you telling with your art right now? Um, the narrative I think I'm telling is the 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 person that <coughs> hides behind unknown identities. Well, no, I would say my narrative is identity and egos. Okay. So, by identity, I mean the fact that the masks that I paint are indigenous from all over the world. But some, well, and sometimes I get a little kickback. I've only witnessed it twice and shit, but like a little kickback of like, well, do you think this is a, uh, do you think that would be a cultural appropriation? So, when I say that, I would mean essentially that. I pay homage to essentially pulling aesthetics or geometric um, forms or features from the mass as far as like the shapes or like the bases of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I intricately, you know, just create something of my own, something new, but piecing different things from other cultures as well. So like if I take a mass that's indigenous of African Congo and combine it with elements that's indigenous of a Mayan mass from like, AD time and shit. You mm-hmm. feel me? It's like, well, that that's that's how is that possible and shit. But when I look at it, it's kind of symbolic of like an African person mixed with a Spanish or a Latin person. And just like me, a lot of the individuals that I'm around um, have backgrounds or identities that they're unaware of from like a start point. Um, mm-hmm. I know that um, ancestrally, my family is from Alabama, but Alabama is in our start, uh, where we really come from. But, you know, I always get the, oh, you look Asian, or you look this, or you look that. Well, I feel like everything is always one. Yeah. Um, we're all one. Uh, and my art focuses on creating just a one self, but creating something new from paying homage to the past or paying homage to things that have already been done or just translating or communicating things through our ancestors. Okay. Um, and then as far as like the ego, I feel, well, I, I've just started to learn that my art, well, through a commission that I just finished for Melissa Butler, shout out to Lip Bar, um, I'm good at accentuating people's egos. Um, egos aren't a bad thing. They're just, you know, the voice that talks to us that we don't know where it's coming from. But the ego is centered, you know, somewhere between the brain and the eyes. You feel me? And we listen to it sometimes. But by accentuating people's egos, um, I create the album covers like Joey standing in front of a colossal place like New York and mm-hmm. still being able to stand strong and be represented as, like, you know, facing something that's bigger than him. Um, Joey, I mean, Crit being represented on his album covers as far as royalty and kingsmanship, mm-hmm. uh, black pride, um, Everything being covered and encompassed in gold and purple. really, yeah, gold and purple, yeah. uh, really accentuating the I am the Southern King or I am the King of the South for rap or hip hop or whatever it may be. Um, but through 
through ego and situation, I, I learn who a person is, or at least one side or one face of a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who we hide who we are behind the mask that um, we choose to wear every day. Okay. So you're saying we're all one, right? But yeah. that tie into, like, the tattoo you have on your hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, the globe or, like, the map. The map. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this map is actually created by Buckminster Fuller. It's a Dimacian map, and okay. it shows the world as if it was one island. Is that, so like, is that the same idea as Pangea? Um, not as Pangea. Pangea would be like all of the all of the islands co- combined together. Yeah. This okay. is if you looked at the map from the top of the globe. So like Antarctica would be here. Okay. And it was spread out. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and then it would show that everything is connected like one island and shit. The shit crazy. But once oh. I saw that, I was like, damn. Perspective, perception. Yeah. Now I get it. Okay, so yeah, that makes some more sense because when I saw when I saw that tattoo before, I was like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what, me one. What, we all want island. Nice, nice. Because then when like there's different parts parts of it, you know, sectors and mm-hmm. people have their different tribes, but you know, it's still all one, all one. But people need to realize that you have to respect the different ideologies of pe- other people's tribes, and yeah, I think that's that thing that's the problem of today's society. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people either don't know what respect is, or or how to pay it in the first place, or even how to ask about their culture in a respectful way. Yeah, true that, and it leaves room for a lot of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Ignorance that's either purposeful or unintended. But ignorance is ignorance and it's yeah. not bliss. But <laughs> by learning about other cultures and learning how those you gotta you can't just be like, Oh, black people eat watermelon and bread. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I know their culture and shit. Like, no nigga, like why do we eat watermelons? Why do we braid? Like dig deeper into the research and the history of why these things are Mm -hmm. these things and you understand more of the culture and then you learn how to respect it and shit. You feel me? Like chitlins and shit. Like, oh yeah, black people eat chitlins and shit. Like, nigga, like, do you know why we eat chitlins and Mm -hmm. hot dogs and shit like that? You feel me? It's like, that shit was like slave food. It was like the last things left. You just get what was left. And then if I'm a person from another culture and I feel as though I learned that and I'm like, damn, like, scraps and shit I, I learned a sense of respect or a sense of alright I understand this ain't something to fuck with but other countries other cultures got that as well and shit you know reasons why niggas eat tacos reasons why niggas eat rice and shit the problem with America is that like we we talk about how big America is as being a melting pot but in actuality we don't know anything about other cultures we expect that when people come to America they have to learn English we're not going to sit there and learn their language. They need to learn income and change their life to fit into the box that everybody wants people to fit into as an American. And with the, it just makes no sense because they try to celebrate, oh, we got all these different types of people here and we're here to build up different, different networks of people, but we're not celebrating all those people. Yeah. I think the root of that is that, like, of course, America's history. Mm-hmm. America wasn't built to be inclusive. No, not at all. I mean? So it's it's also one of the youngest countries, and it's also it being inclusive with like 
fucking 50, 60 years ago when the fuck was integration, integration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what we're doing now and shit is being the pioneers of what's to come. Um, and if we do it right and shit, we'll have a good outcome and shit. But I think as far as like the issue with America and being this melting pot and not knowing how to fit in, it's, it's, it's really systematic how everything is div- divided, yeah. but it's always up to the person or that community to interchange ideas and thoughts. And um, I think Detroit lacks on the, the inability to interchange thoughts and cultures because we lack in public transportation. Um, you can hop on a bus, but that shit might take you an hour to get to where you need to be when you can hop on a train in New York for 15, 20 minutes, and you could be in Harlem where you'd be submerged in a completely different culture and society as opposed to if you was coming from Brooklyn. The big three ain't going to give that up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they not I mean, gonna, unless they, unless they, they completely— They fucking damn near giving up. Unless they completely integrate themselves into the transportation system, which would make sense. Like, why why not just create this system? A themselves? Ford subway or, or a GM fucking underground railroad. Like yeah. But, but they're like, well, people are not going to buy the car, so then we're going to lose out on money. But if you capitalize it right, then maybe you can't get that money. I mean, the car market is... Everybody in Detroit ain't even got a fucking car. That's the yeah. craziest fucking thing. Like, I just drove past <laughs> people walking in the cold. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody then, ain't got a fucking car. And then everybody ain't even got the newest cars. Because you can go to New York and fucking California, and everybody's shit is looking crispy. You feel <laughs> me? It looked like we be getting the damn reject cars and like, <laughs> used yeah. cars. So it ain't even an issue about, like, oh, we ain't buying the cars. It's, we got these big-ass highway roads and shit, and... Motherfuckers just don't know what to do. Like, they ain't even fixing the potholes. Like, no, they, I damn near just want to walk everywhere and shit. Like, they, fucking potholes fucking up my suspension and shit. Yeah. And giving me a speech impediment. Like, the fuck? <laughs> All at once. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's move it along to a more positive. <laughs> positive you know, segment. Fuck your speech impediment. Uh, <laughs> fuck them potholes. We just gonna move on. <laughs> So we're going to move on to our Handing Out Roses segment. And this segment, of course, is where we like to acknowledge those people that have an effect on our lives, whether it's a creative person or just somebody that's supporting you. You can hand out a single rose, a bouquet, or a whole flower shop if you want. What? That's deep. Yeah. Uh, Let them smell the roses while they live in. Yeah. (sighs) My relationship lifestyle is difficult, so... I'm going to get this rose to my mama and my grandma and Child my sister and my nieces Smell them and all our babies, <laughs> all our hooligan babies. That's a lot of them. Hey, yeah. yeah. Was I supposed to be handing out one rose? No, or no. Okay, you, okay. Okay. Flower okay. shop. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Go I get the roses to my lovers, too, and shit. Um, my lovers, my mama, my babies. Uh, well, not my babies, like my kids. But mm-hmm. My babies, like the hooligan babies, all my friends with babies. Um. My grandma, my granddaddy, uh, my aunties, my uncles, my supporters, mm-hmm. uh, our supporters, y'all supporters. Y'all, I give out the roses to y'all. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. I give out the roses to y'all and shit. Everybody get roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm a, I fuck around giving everybody roses and shit. Hey, we it. accept it. Yeah. All right, everybody, I'm sure everybody's like, oh, me? 
<laughs> oh fuck! I got a rose. You know, it just fell in my lap, guys. You feel me? I never know. Okay. Who would you like to give your rose out to? So I'm I'm gonna give last weekend when on Sunday I went to Brienne's um, dinner. Mm. It was amazing. Um, I'm gonna give a rose to Brienne because. I got an insight about her work that I never had gotten before. And then even like after she gave her speech, I learned more about the deeper meaning of her definition of red. And Mm -hmm. um, I really appreciated going to that dinner. I mean, I guess to certain people, it it seemed a little pricey, but I feel like I got my $55 worth Mm -hmm. of going there. Um, the the food that I could eat was amazing. Um, shout out to the chef. I need could to get eat it. was shit selling out. No, um, she's vegan. So. I'm, yeah, oh, yeah damn. I'm, I'm vegan. Um, they had like that sometimes. They had <laughs> they had vegetarian options, and I found out that Brienne was like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't make no vegan options because I was like vegan doing too much. <laughs> and I'm like, well, damn, Brienne. <laughs> Doing too much. I'm, I'm like, well, damn. She's like, well, I ain't know you was vegan. I said, I said, but the chef, she hooked me up with a salad. I could eat them greens. They was on point too. Look you know, that. I saw like that was delicious. Look at, yeah, yeah. Look and at you finding finding gems. Greens and salad. Yeah. And then and then the chef also told me that I could eat the peach cobbler. Now I'm not a big fan of like hot fruits, but that peach cobbler, you know, it was good. <laughs> I'm not a fan of hot fruit either. Yeah, it's that weird. Might be, I didn't think about that. It might be the hot fruit thing. It's weird, right? It like, is. why would you want to eat cooked hot delicious. fruit? It's like it's, eating a hot apple. Sometimes it's... I mean, that's also I, it, delicious. I don't like the... Apple I, pies and shit. You know, all yeah. that testing. I don't, I don't like how... I don't like the texture of it, because I like stuff that's yeah. crispy. It's, oh like, it's like baby food. Don't warm baby food. It, <laughs> nigga, right here. Like, I'm fucking it's, with it's, right, it's no, I'm not slime. I don't like the way that... Sometimes, like the hot fruit, is just like slide, like slide yeah. down your throat. What's your sign? Taurus. There you go. Mm, yep. Uh, it's fine uh, that she doesn't know her own sign. That's cool. Saying. She was like, <laughs> "What am I? <laughs> when is my birthday? I don't know. I'm do that zodiac shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm not we have a, to explain her her whole not, natal chart. I'm not like, a witch, her. you know. But <laughs> oh damn. Um, that's crazy. Disclaimer. No. I sneeze like am I. The hell. <laughs> No, no, but I'm you're not a witch either. I mean, no, no but it's, it's, I'm just but saying it. Just, just, no, just yeah. for jokes. I'm not a witch. Or spells. Just for jokes. Cause you know, like right now, it's like people really, they like call themselves witches and, and yeah. warlocks and whatnot. I you know just, people in full covens. I could be a warlock. <laughs> See, I don't know about that. Uh, I ain't, uh, uh, I ain't messing with the, with the, she said, I, I, I spilled the blood of Jesus. So yes. You find out you don't believe in magic, but you believe in unicorns. I can believe in unicorn before I can believe in magic. <laughs> unicorn is your thoughts. <laughs> magic, you you making your thoughts like go into something else that magic affects is, somebody else's life. Magic is the unseen. <laughs> I'm just not gonna speak on. <laughs> we'll have that conversation later. We I'm defending magic and shit. Like I can cast spells. Mm-mm. I ain't. Mm-mm. So your rose went to Brienne. Let me yeah. stay on track. <laughs> My rose went to Brienne. Her show was amazing. If you missed out, check it out on her Instagram page. Shout out to she my got baby Yeah, she's okay. so she's such a nice person, and she said that we can follow her around and, and record her too. Oh, and have like a little interview. Yeah, like around town. Y'all gotta follow her around. She's so star status. Oh my. <laughs> 
She said, of course you could follow me around. No, I asked her to do that because we're trying to make ourselves more personable. Because yeah. if you look at it, I don't know if you've ever seen our Instagram page, but it's we're just... We're working on it. It's, it's, it's really nice quality pictures and it's like, it, you know, it's got you. color balance. Aaron does it all. She's... Mm. She's I see a, her over here defending it. I'm like, yeah, Shit. she's our marketing person, you know. Nice. But nice. we just have to make it a little bit more personable. Yeah. We want people to know who we are. Yeah. And yeah. like right now, it just be like, all right, they got they got an interview that just dropped. Y'all should have a little okay. camera in this bitch rolling. Oh, we we got yeah, that in the works. We're getting there. Yeah, we we getting. Wait, you look. You <laughs> shit no, no, no. What? It's been a camera recording me this whole time. You'd be surprised. Mm-mm. Nah, no, we don't. We would have a disclaimer camera in here, but like we'll have you sign some. Yeah, paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so moving along, I like to give my rose out to Justin and his first show. It was yesterday. I was upset that I couldn't make it. It was beautiful. At Norwest? Yes. Yeah. It I was, was beautiful. so upset, but then yeah. again, it was for a cause. It was my mom's bridal shower yesterday, and today is her wedding, so... Oh, congratulations. Oh, that's the wedding. The wedding. Where did my mama find her? Who is doing shit? Her little boot thing. Getting yeah. married. Oh. Fucking with it. Congratulations, And then... Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> but like shout out to them so we're gonna move on to the speaking or tweaking segment and what is yeah. speaking or tweaking about asia it's all about you know rain rappers or other artists about if they speaking or if they tweaking are they talking that hot shit or are they speaking that whack shit mm. so, i know hot and whack <laughs> yeah yeah so we're gonna judge this song we about to listen to the song, so we're going to take a break and listen I'm African, to it. I'm black as the moon, heritage of a small village, part of my residence. Came from the bottom of mankind, my hair is nappy, my is big, my nose is round and wide. You hate me, don't you? You hate my people, your plan is to terminate my culture. You're f***ing evil, I want you to recognize that I'm a proud monkey. You vandalized my perception, but can't take down from it. And this is more than confession, I mean I might press the button just so you know my discretion. I'm caught in my feelings, I know that you feel it. Sabotage my community, making a killing. You made me a killer. Emancipation of a real. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just snorted on my. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. That you. <laughs> We had a moment. We had a moment, okay, guys. I got it. During the segment, like, you guys listened to the song, and then now we're back, and everybody was just, like, blown away by the lyrics of the song that they don't know how to handle themselves at this moment. <laughs> and since we did the Speaking or Tweaking, how do you do you feel in the song with Kendrick Lamar speaking or tweaking? Speaking. Off, speaking. Off bail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite songs. It is. <laughs> Full effect. It's, uh, um, I always feel like Kendrick' delivery is always on point as far as like the topics he want to talk uh-huh, about uh-huh. and audience he want to reach. Um, so yeah, I definitely say he's speaking. But I also feel like for somebody that had a perspective that he tweaking, you'd be like, you just gotta, I don't know, you gotta do a little bit more research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we we honing in specifically on his last line of the song. So why did I weep when Trayvon Martin was in the street? When game banking make a nigga make a nigga make me kill a nigga black yeah, than me? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense because yeah, hypocrite. It, yeah, yeah, hypocrite. Yeah, it's really what it is. It's like damn, like 
you will see all the Bloods and Crips come together for the Trayvon Martin thing, but then I'm not even gonna say Bloods and Crips still kill each other these days. And yeah, I, I don't know. Be like, you know, it's, but it's it's, it's, um, it's still a street for fraternity. Yeah, it's still you feel me? According to um, you know, but it, it's essentially just like we can advocate for the youth getting shot by police, but let's advocate also for our brothers being shot by our brothers and shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like. It's like it's hypocrisy and in, in in what we want to preach about ourselves and we can't allow that shit to go on and shit. So would you say that you have a personal connection with this song or do you have a personal connection? Uh yeah. Um I was, I feel like if I haven't ever been in those situations, then I can relate to someone who has. Mm-hmm. Um, even if not that black at the end of the day. We mm-hmm. also feel like we can connect and relate to one another in some way, some shape, some form. So speaking um, directly to white America, do you think that what if the white America, <clears throat> if they heard that song, do you think that adds to the perception that we are uh, as a whole killing us, killing each other more than you know, than other people in authority like like the police? Uh, that's a difficult question because sometimes I don't know what white people listen for in songs. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, is you listening for the hook? Is you listening for a nigga to say nigga? Like, do you even listen to what niggas is saying? Like, I don't really, I've never really been able to pinpoint what niggas be listening to. I mean, what white people be listening to, but, um, I think it might go over their heads if they can't or understand, if they don't have any resource or connect to be able to relate to it. Like, mm-hmm. if a white person in the room listened to some shit, they can't be like, hey, what the fuck you mean when he say this and shit? And they could be like, oh, yeah, like, duh, 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 bro. And he'd be like, oh, bet. Now I can understand. Feel me? It's all about understanding. Okay. So they would have to have an understanding of, like, prior, they would have to have, like, a prior understanding of what goes on in black, black culture mm-hmm. to fully understand what that means. Yeah, because you can't relate to it. Yeah, they they can relate to it. So like, but I I I don't think he's tweaking at all. No, but okay. but I think I think when people listen to this song, that think that the whole narrative is that you know, yes, black people do kill each other, and yes, we should try and come together before we, you know, try and accuse other people. But the facts still show that we are systematically you know, being enslaved via prison mm-hmm. and being killed, I think that when if somebody listened to the song, even black is ignorant, they would think that he is saying that, you know, white white people do kill us and but I mean like black people do kill each other and I shouldn't feel bad for for white people killing us. If I see Yeah. Yeah. Us killing us. Yeah, that, that's what I'm I saying. Like so for somebody that I think that his songs overall are super powerful, but I think that as listeners, they have to be ha- they they have to have a certain understanding of life and who we are as Black people and their heritage mm-hmm. to fully to fully understand the song in its entirety of its power. Otherwise, they're just gonna think that you know, well, white people, Black people are just killing each other, you know. Yeah. So it it can be problematic in that way. Because his songs, his whole album, To Pimp a Butterfly, he said that he made it for the black people for that time because he said that it was, it, that's what we needed. It was yeah. needed. 
But at the same time, there's a lot of people that were ignorant to things that are going on. Therefore, if they took in this song and tried to understand it, they're going to get a completely different idea than what was intended. Yeah, 100%. and it can be problematic. Based off of their perception. That's like that, yeah. That's like living in the solution and then looking back at the problem to try and figure out why it was the problem and mm-hmm. shit in the first place. Like, it was the problem for that time and shit. Like, let that shit be that problem and mm-hmm. shit. And then live in the solution. And if it's another problem, answer it with another solution. Um, a lot of music artists make music for the times. Yeah. And I think and believe and understand that it's necessary for that because art is created in general to document history. Um, yes. The news isn't documenting what... Kendrick is saying because Kendrick is saying what's going on in the hood and news not really in the hood. Um, they don't care about the hood. I mean, I ain't gonna say they ain't care, but they just not tapped in on what go in because also in the hood, we ain't got the resources to be able to tap in into the news and just be like, hey, this is going on in our community. Um, this needs to be acknowledged. Yeah. Okay. Um... So the consensus is that Kendrick Lamar was speaking on this track, Blackberry. Yes. All right. So we're going to move and fast forward a little bit. Or do you want to go to the Staying Fly segment still? We can go to Staying Fly. Okay. So our Staying Fly segment is all about how do we stay stress-free? Because, you know, you got to stay fly. Uh, 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 so our saying fly segment again is how do you stay stress free? So how do you stay stress free? How do you stay fly? <clears throat> so I stay stress free by reading and researching ways of how to stay stress free. Okay. And once I find out those ways, I implement them into my life. So. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a conversation in the car with my mama, and she was telling me something stressful, but I seemed calm. But I was adjusting what she said, but I didn't feel the need to take it personal on my accord because it's just another thing that we can solve. Um, So she asked me, she was like, do you meditate? I was like, like, yeah, ma. She was like, that's why you always so calm. But I'm not gonna say I meditate every day. I, mm-hmm. I wake up floating and shit like that. Like that's not the case. Um, <laughs> sometimes I don't even be having times to wake up on times that I want to wake up. But I try my best to implement. I mean, implement uh, certain mental health um, programs into my life. So stretching, yoga, uh, meditating, reading, learning new things. Uh, not taking things personal and just living life and taking new every day one step at a time. Okay, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> how she said it. She did, like took a deep breath. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move along to our final game, the color your life segment. And what is color your life about, Asia? Color theory. Okay. And then explain the game, love. Okay, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna look at all these images. You're going to look at these images, but you're going to pick the image based off what color or color combination um, you like takes most. takes your interest the most. And then you're going to look at it, okay, well, after the image, the color after first, the image. Yeah. image second. So you don't want to pick it off of image first, color first. And then I'm going to ask you a question. 
that pertains to the color theory concept that we talked about um, with this image. And then um, it also ties in with a song. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's going to seem cash. I'm going to pick the stack of money. Nice, nice. So, <laughs> nice. So, Who um, made these? This shit's just fire. Asia. Yeah. I knew you did. I knew you did. These shit's just sweet. Thank you. Um, what drew the uh, first to the to the stack of money? So, green is my favorite color. Nice. Not only that, uh, I also picked green today when I was at Home Depot painting this wall for the East Side community nice. and working on a rain garden mural. That implicates the well shows the um, flow of water and like the water cycle and shit. Okay, nice, nice. So, the green color was like, damn, I just picked green. So okay, green. when you think about green, what color theory concept do you think about? Um, nature. Okay, uh, nice. I'm a wilderness person. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't born in the woods, but I feel like I was born in a tree with the wolves. But when you got to the Hamptons, your ass was scared. I was nervous <laughs> than a motherfucker. Boy, I tell you, the wilderness so you was, is So you was born. That you wasn't was... a wild. That was that was a different wild. Okay, okay, okay. Hamptons, Redwood Okay, Wars. so maybe the difference is that you got to have your niggas there with you. You got to have my niggas there with me because then I would have I would have slept with the doors open. Shit. Please. I mean, yeah, that would have been a complete Please. Hey, your niggas you with have, you? Yeah. You feel good. That's, that's, like, all right, that's, a, whole, that's a whole security blanket. Because yeah, I'm going to roll up in this because, thing. I'm not by myself. No, but somebody's going to get sniped down. And it could be anybody. It could be. It if could your be niggas you. with you, your niggas got your back. If you with a group of niggas that's not your niggas, then... Them niggas is just gonna leave in times of stress. They gonna be like, "Bet." Yeah, they gonna be like, "Oh, <laughs> some shit popping off. I'm gone." Well, I mean, in black culture, everybody knows when some shit pop off, y'all all run, yeah, and then y'all you go. Your man's like, "Yo, my nigga, come on the fuck on." Yeah, they would just yeah, leave. Yeah, if they not your niggas, they would just yeah. be like, "All right, saving my ass." Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, like, if we if we make this this connection, you know, we we know. Like black it, people also do this thing, like, if you have sleep and you tell a nigga some shit going on, like, they really don't believe you until, like, the shit is happening on them. So, yeah. like, you be mm-hmm. like, yo, nigga, it's a fire and shit. Nigga be like, oh, fuck, fire <laughs> until a nigga is on fire, you like, oh, shit, it is a fire and shit. The nigga's got a dip. Okay. Okay. All right, what's the, what's the, like, what's the theory? The concept. Ambition. So that's, that's why she used money. Yeah, that's why I use money. Ooh. So, and then the song is Ambition as a Writer. By Tupac. Mm, yeah, a rider. Yeah. Yeah. Pop. yeah. Shout out Pop. Yeah. R.I.P. Pop. Um, or not. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I'm a big Pac fan. I am a big. Fan. I am a big this pinky up. Big. I'm sorry. He's sipping this wine with his pinky up. Wow. <laughs> I don't know which coast you repping, but like, you know, because you know you was on both coasts. So which coast? Uh, he- I'm repping the east side of Detroit. So, I knew you was gonna say some, some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I love it. I got love for everybody though. All right, what's the question, love? Okay, so um, what keeps you motivated as an artist to keep that ambition going? My friends and my supporter and my families. Okay, I mean my friend, mm-hmm. my supporters, and my family. Okay, um, and I say that because a lot of times as an artist or as a creative, you can create. You know that. You feel me? Yeah. That's, I, if I want to wake up and paint tomorrow, I'm going to fucking paint. But what's going to motivate me to paint is my friends and my family. Because if some shit going down, they're going to be there always in my corner being like, 
hey, you can make it through or, hey, great job or I'm proud of you for doing that. And that gives me a sense of recognition where it's like, damn, like somebody received what it is that I just put out in the world. Like, let me do it again and shit. You feel me? So, like, how many more times could I do this until I can't do this no more and Mm -hmm. shit? And you only got one life to live, so live it up. We trying to double up in this bitch. You feel me? 20 years, forever, to the world blow. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> Snaps. That's lovely. Yes. Um, our time has come to an end. Mm. Do you have any closing remarks that you would like to leave with the listeners? Uh, do what you love and love what you do. Uh, I love you. Okay. And then um, your handle on social media. Uh, you can catch me on the gram uh, at Tony Hooligan, T-O-N-Y-W-H-L-G-N. Or you can catch me on, yeah, I really just be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Or on my phone. You got to catch me in traffic, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, of course, we are recording in the Detroit is Different Studios. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Please like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, tell a friend. And you can follow us on Instagram at Unicorns Are Real Podcasts. And that is A-R-E, not as in the debunked Toys R Us. Okay, love you. Bye. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning into the Detroit is Different podcast network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit.